You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. I have a free 10-day training waiting for you over at first100k.com. Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Are you a dad over 40? Are you overeating, overdrinking, or failing your family? Brother, if you're overweight, watching porn, or drinking more than once a week, then listen up. If you're struggling in your marriage or finances, you've lost your power as a man. What's even worse is that other men can smell weakness on you. When a man lacks confidence, he stinks of weakness. People could smell it on him a mile away. People and opportunities will avoid him because he's carrying a deadly disease called powerlessness. Remember back when you used to feel invincible, you were in your power, when you were unstoppable, back when you were the man? But how do you feel now, brother? Are you tired all the time, unmotivated, stressed, worried about the future? So what the heck changed? What happened to you? I'll tell you, you became undisciplined. You've been slipping for years, haven't you? You eat like crap, you half-ass your workouts, your health is slipping, your finances are slipping, your marriage is slipping, your parenting is slipping, your confidence is slipping. A pile of slips leads men to a big fall. How do I know? Because I'm you, brother. You are me, I am you. Brother, you're out of power. I'm in my power. Let me help you get your power back. Apply for our shredded father's brotherhood where husbands, dads, and businessmen over age 40 are getting shredded and staying ripped for life. Go to shreddedfathers.com. Limited spots are available. Brother, your wife and kids are waiting for you to step up and lead them. Brother, wake up. Move. Startup Nation, it's not what you know. It's who you know. We all know that. Developing that network takes time, energy, time knowledge, time, technique, and you guessed it, a whole lot of time. Today, my featured guest is Michael Whitehouse. He is the guy who knows a guy. In 2014, he came to Groton, Connecticut, knowing no one at all. A year later, after diving into networking with both feet, he was a major connector in his local community. In 2020, he went online and began connecting entrepreneurs, investors, speakers, and others around the world to people that they needed to know. He offers his services as a network concierge. 
making connections and building strategic alliances around the world. He is the host of the Daily Morning Motivation Podcast and the Guy Who Knows a Guy Interview Podcast. So, Michael, 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 we're going to get into it. Welcome to your first 100K uh, Top 100 Podcast in Entrepreneurship. Go ahead and just take 30 seconds, fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Absolutely. Uh, yes. So so first, it's, it's pronounced Groton, but only people who live here know that. Um, so that's how I can always tell if someone's local or not. But uh, it's... Um, that's because New Englanders, man, they just act superior to the rest oh, yeah, of we, the world. Oh yeah, we just change the pronunciation of things at will. Yeah, that's how we have Worcester. But uh, um, but yeah, is and... So, you know, one of the things you mentioned was it takes time to build a network and it does, but I really like to help people accelerate that because if you know what you're doing and you're doing it the right way, then it doesn't necessarily take as long as you think. I always tell people you can be a connector as soon as you decide to be a connector. And that all comes at coming from it from the right place, that everything you're doing, you're coming to from a place of service, that you're, every interaction you're saying, how can I help this person? How can I solve their problem? Uh, how can I give to them first? It's about you know giving without expectation, and then going from there. And and, and you know the, the more I've done this, the more I've networked and connected, the more I've realized that's the going theme. It's not about having a pitch. It's not about you know your your with the things you say to make them want to buy. It's about figuring out how you can help. And sometimes the way you can help is something they'll pay you for. But it's figuring out how you can help. And that's been the through line as I've met all these people. And one of the biggest things, and I, I really need to acknowledge this, is that. I am where I am because so many people have given to me. When I was just getting online, I moved, I, I'm here in, in New London County, Connecticut. Now, New London County, Connecticut is not even the commercial center of New London County, Connecticut. This is not the place where things are happening in a big way, unless you're building submarines. So when I moved online in 2020 and started to make all these bigger connections, I, I had some concepts, some skills from networking locally, but I had a lot to learn. And mm not a huge amount to offer. I mean, I could make connections. That's pretty much what I could offer. And I met some amazing, very successful coaches, entrepreneurs, business people, you know, people who charge thousands of dollars an hour for one-to-one coaching. And many of them, dozens of them uh, would, you know, they talked to me privately, they came to my podcast and they shared very freely their knowledge, their knowledge, their introductions, their, their networks, and not one of them was like, all right, so I'm going to help you now. But, uh, you know, I know this is going to come back to me. You better you better hook me up. It was always, I'm just going to help you. And they just helped. And I've been able to repay a lot of them with connections, introductions. We're, do, we're partners now. We're doing a lot of things. But it was always giving with that expectation and then going from there to see what happened. Um, and the second part of that expression, giving that expectation, is receiving without resistance. So letting things come back to you after you put the good into the universe. Um, but that's really been sort of the through line of the last few years and uh, and something I'm really, really starting to discover and embrace um, as we're talking at this moment. Nice. So like giving and receiving, right? And I like that you brought the receiving part into it because many people in the business world, they know how to give. A lot mm-hmm. of females, not to call out any gender, but females are just better at connecting and giving freely than us guys. Uh-huh. Us guys, we have a natural inclination for selfishness. It's just what's so. It's what's in it for me, right? That's the first thing. And we may pretend, I know when I started out in business as a young man, and I was acting like I was all about what I can help you with, but secretly in my back pocket, I'm just waiting to pull out my what's in it for me card. <laughs> and I just want you to stop talking so we could get to it. 
right? And, uh, you know, that's an unfortunate way of doing business, but it's very common. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even if someone gets past that, to your point, and, and they're able to give freely, then when someone goes to give back to them, they're like, oh, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Anything you need, what can I help you with? No, no nothing, nothing. Meanwhile, yeah. they're struggling to pay their bills, pay uh-huh. rent. The kids are starving to death. Like, what are you doing? You don't know how to receive, all right? So we're going to yep. get into that today. Um, but before we do, Michael... Take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Huh. Um, well, I guess more and more people know this, but probably the, the biggest thing that that uh, that people are surprised by is that I am an avowed geek. Uh, my first business out of college was a game store. So board games, role-playing games. Um, I ran a science fiction convention. I founded a Rocky Horror Picture Show cast. Um, so I've done all kinds of all kinds of, you know, people look at me and they're like, oh, look, a white haired bearded guy. I'm sure that he's fascinating and interesting. But no, I actually, uh, I'm, I'm into d and I still do live action role playing. Um, I'm actually teaching my daughter to, uh, to, to fence with the, with the padded swords. Um, so that's, that's what a lot of people do not realize about me. I don't hide it. They just, they just don't see it. As you bring that up, I'm reminded of a previous guest we had on the show a few episodes back, who's a mutual friend of ours, Donnie mm-hmm. Bouvine. And yep. uh, Donnie, you know, spoke about that. He's like, you got to like uh, bring out your inner geek. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you geek out on? Like, that's the thing that's going to connect with your your audience, your tribe. Like, what yeah. are those things? Um, so, just just a reminder to you, Startup Nation. Like, don't hide those things, mm-hmm. put them in, drip them into your marketing, drip them into your conversation, let people into your world a little bit that, you know, I secretly love playing racquetball. Love <laughs> it. Love it. It's a highly competitive sport and it keeps mm-hmm. my mind sharp and it moves at the the speed of my brain yeah. very fast. Yeah. Right. So like other people are going to connect with that. Other little control freaks in business like myself are going to be like, okay, I, I totally get you, man. Right. So what's your thing? All right, Michael, let's yeah, get yeah, There's one quick thing I want to add. And part of the reason way I'm bringing that together is I'm finally running an event called the Entrepreneur Summit. Oh, I like so that. It's a virtual summit for entrepreneurs who happen to be geeks. No, no, trademark that. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur Summit. Yeah, I definitely like that. Go buy entrepreneur.com. Seriously. (laughs) I would. All right. So let's get into networking, right? Because um, as you and I know, many people don't know how to do it effectively. Mm -hmm. Uh, They do it, uh, maybe they know how to network um, where it feels good. Uh, They feel like they're helping, but they're not actually converting anything. They're not converting relationships. They're not converting business. Mm -hmm. Um, They're just going out and spending a lot of time and collecting a lot of business cards, you know, pre-COVID. Now we don't even know what it looks like, right? So maybe it's virtual. I've I've been to some live events again. Okay, got it. All right. So business cards are back like Mm -hmm. the world needed more. Yes. All right. Um, But I remember going to these events and I hated it. I used to run them. I used to be a director at networking groups and stuff like that. And I hated it. I literally mm-hmm. hated it. I did it because it was necessary yeah. for business. So what's the first biggest mistake or top three mistakes you see people making when they're trying to network and grow their business right out the gate and become uh, that connector in their own local community? 
Uh, so it's it's first they don't know what they want and then they don't know how to get it. Um, I'm I've developed a, a five five level rubric of networking that starts from knowing you have to go to a networking event. That's level one. Uh, and, and it spells an acronym of NINJA. So uh, networking. All right, walk us through those. Yeah. What do you got? yeah so, so it's networking, introductions, non-competitive partners, joint ventures and affiliates. So level one is networking. You know, you need to go to an event. Now, this when I started, I recently started going to, to live events again. And um, and so I ask people, who are you looking to meet? You know, you're here at network event. You're here for a reason. Who are you looking to meet? How can I help you? And the answer that that sounds like nails on a chalkboard to me is, oh, I'm just looking to get out in the community and meet whoever I can. Exactly. Like they're not even asking for a customer. They're just like, whatever. I'm bored. I got nothing going on in my life. I just want to feel good and meet people. I I know I'm the guy who knows the guy. I know thousands of people. If they need an introduction, I know bank presidents. I know uh, people around the country, experts on any topic they can think of. And they say, oh, whoever, to whom I will give them no one because I can't. What's a whoever? I don't have a, hey, you're a person. You know, can I introduce you? So level two is introductions. That's where you know you need to ask for something and you need to offer something. So at level two, your answer to the question of how do I, uh, you know, who are you looking to meet is your customers. So if you're a realtor, I'm looking for anyone looking to buy or sell a house. Okay, it's better if I happen to know someone needs to do, at least I can give you that. But yeah, I'm unlikely to refer a customer because I don't know you. I just met you 30 seconds ago. So unless you're super unique, if you're a realtor, I know 50 realtors. So, but if if you um, have a unique stretching process that alleviates lower back pain in five minutes, well, I probably know 10 people who want to meet you because I don't know anyone else who does that magical thing. So, so that that's level two. Level three is non-competitive partners. This is where you take your networking to the next level. And now you're not just asking for your customers, you're asking for the people who know your customers. So if you're a realtor, you might be asking for, do you know the human resources person at Electric Boat? Because they know people who are moving into town and I want to develop a relationship with them. I'm looking for accountants, maybe, I don't know. I'm uh, guessing, you know, accountants or financial advisors, you know, people who might know when someone's looking to buy or sell a house before they're in the market. Uh, and they want to develop those relationships. It's an ongoing introduction relationship. The next level beyond that is joint ventures. That's where they're looking for people to partner with. So this might be um, someone they might run a joint event with. Um, you know, a, a realtor might team up with a mortgage broker and a home inspector to do a first-time homebuyer seminar. And all of them are leveraging their resources together to grow everything together. And then the, the top level is affiliates. And this is where it's all systematized. This is where you meet someone, um, you like what they do and they say, yeah, just go to my, you know, go to Thrivecart, go to wherever, sign up. Um, I'm running a summit. I'm running a launch. I'm running whatever. You can be part of that. Um, you're going to promote me. You're going to get paid. And it's all, you don't have to negotiate it separately. It's it's just turnkey and go. So those are kind of the five levels. Um, obviously, the fourth and fifth level are a bit more advanced, a bit more complex. Uh, if you're just If you're just like, where should I go to a networking event? Don't worry about joint ventures and, and affiliates yet, but kind of think towards that, but don't worry about that yet. The first step is you can jump straight to think about who knows your market because you can go straight to non-competitive partners. Who knows your market? Instead of asking, you know, if you're a financial advisor, do you meet a total stranger networking event? Don't ask them for your clients. 
they're not going to refer their friends to, to hand over their 401ks to you. They don't know you. But if you ask them for, you know, a, whatever, the people who, who are your good referral sources, the people you like to build relationships with, I'll do that all day long. If someone comes to me and they say, yeah, I'm a financial advisor. I'm looking to meet accountants. I'd say, oh, I know two accountants. I'll connect you with them. And then I'm just saying, hey, you're a financial advisor. You're an accountant. You guys should talk. I'm not endorsing anyone. I'm not saying anyone should buy anything from anyone. Just saying, you guys should probably talk to each other. Something good might come of that. Um, and if it goes well, great. If it doesn't go well, you know, that's up to them. Um, but it's an easy introduction to make. And ultimately, I want to help. You want to help. Everyone wants to help. But I can't help. I don't know what you need. So you need to make it easy for me to help. And that, that's really the crucial thing. And the big mistake people make is they don't make it easy to help them because they don't know what they need. And if they can't ask for it, I can't, yeah, I can't read your mind to be like, you need this. Yes, I sense. I mean, sometimes I do. I start asking probing questions and say, okay, now, now I've figured it out. But most people aren't going to take the time to really dive in and ask you a series of probing questions to understand what you need. There's going to be like, cool. Well, I got to go get some more hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> all right start nation i found that helpful did you all right those are michael's five uh steps uh his five-step framework for networking effectively and becoming a networking uh, so ninja networking ninja if you want to become a networking ninja in your community or online go through the five networking events so michael is this only in person face-to-face events or are we doing this online like what uh this is that online like? as well i mean it- Really, in person or online, it's it's kind of that that that's that's sort of like you know, does it only work in a coffee shop or will it work on the telephone? The telephone right. is simply another way to communicate. So whether you're online, around the corner, or around the planet, this works. It's all about human connections, and whether it's in person, on the phone, on a conference call, on Zoom, humans connecting to humans. Technology is just the tool that lets us uh, lets us come together. So let me ask you this, for all those people who like to hide behind their keyboards Mm -hmm. and not do face-to-face or video, um, will this work uh, with LinkedIn? Will this work with Facebook and DMs and direct messaging? Can you effectively do these all the way through the five steps, become a networking ninja without ever doing a face-to-face? You you need to talk to people. And the reason is you can't form a real connection in writing um now you can you could possibly do one 30 minute call get to know each other be like we got a good vibe and then never speak face to face again but you're not going to develop the trust the liking through um through that i mean maybe in theory you could uh i've certainly that that's not a level of of rhetorical skill i've achieved part of the issue is that people are are half paying attention to most of what they do in life so if you're communicating on LinkedIn Messenger, on email, on Facebook Messenger, on whatever, people are half reading what you say, which means you can't really engage. You get them on a Zoom call, they are hopefully 100% on that Zoom call with you. If they're not, well, they're probably not a great networking partner. But if you're Facebook messaging them, they're only catching half of what you're saying, which means you can't. it's really hard to, uh, to develop that kind of rapport and that desire to help um, now, I, I've certainly had times when people I knew, you know, barely knew over Facebook, they expressed they had a challenge. I reached out to them. I wanted to help them. Um, but that's just because I wanted to help. And so I started asking questions. They answer. I make an introduction for them because I've already got that. But in terms of building a relationship, you've got to talk to them somehow. You've got to make a human connection in order to 
to build that. Because the other thing that happens is when you're in a conversation, uh, in that, that follow-up call, the virtual coffee, the in-person coffee, that's where you're going to discover the other things that aren't just the immediate thing you're talking about. If you're in an email conversation, you're on point. You're not going to ramble off over here and talk about your racquetball and, and the Renaissance Fair and whatnot. You're, you're on point when you're in, in text. When you're chatting on Zoom or you're in person, then you might mention, you know, the phone might ring. Oh, it was my wife. My daughter just got, you know, we had to pick her up from camp. Oh, how old is she? Oh, what kind of camp is she going to? What's she into? You can get into those conversations and your opportunity for collaboration might not be my core business and your core business. It mm -hmm. might be my hobby and your side hustle, and that's where we match up, or something your church is doing and something my uh, Rotary Club is doing, and that might be where the connection is. So you never know where it's going to be, but you need to open that up. Um, I'll also say that a being at a networking event, like a mixer, is the same level of intimate connection as being on Facebook chat. Either way, you've got to get it to a one-on-one -on -one conversation that's gonna be 30, 45, 60 minutes, um, or it could be 15, I guess. But when you're at a mixer, at any moment, they're gonna stop, they're gonna do announcements, someone's gonna come over and talk to you or them, or gonna get interrupted. In that, whether it's, and, and this applies to speed networking events online, it applies to social media, it applies to mixers. The purpose of that is to meet someone enough to say, I wanna talk more, and then get to a place where you can talk more. But it's that one-to-one -one call, which could be Zoom, could be phone, could be in person, whatever. It's the one-to-one -one call where the magic actually happens and you can make the connections and say, who can I introduce you to? Who can you introduce me to? How can we work together? You need some time to develop that to really dive in and find where those connections are. All right, Startup Nation. Michaels, he's dropping a lot of wisdom for you. He's giving you some steps to take right now. He's giving you the top problems uh, or mistakes that a lot of uh, you make out there that I used to make for sure. And I'd like to give you a little tip or a trick or a hack um, that fits right in and complements what Michael uh, just left off with, which is when I was out at networking events, once I got a little better at it um, and my businesses were doing better and I wasn't in that place of desperation, uh, but I actually had value to give others and I didn't so much need anything from them. I was able to posture myself differently and just really be authentic and present with people in those networking events. Mm -hmm. And like Michael said, uh, if I felt a connection with someone, which was one out of a hundred, <laughs> and, uh, and I wanted to continue that conversation outside of the distractions of the event itself, which he's so right about, then what I would do is simply this, is I had my a Calendly page set up already on my phone and I had the link ready to go. And uh, if I was hitting it off with the person after 10, 15 minutes, I said, hey, listen, I would love to continue this conversation um, at another time with you. Would you like to do that? And they're like, yeah, I would love to. Be like, great. Well, here's my calendar link. And, and I would just send it to them, right? Text it mm -hmm. to them. And I was like, go ahead right now and just book a day and time in the calendar yep. and we'll get notified and we don't have to think about it until we meet next. How does yep. that sound? And they're like, yeah, awesome. And they would take two to three minutes and I would just sit there with them and watch them click the buttons and book the date and time and click mm -hmm. confirm. And now we had that next conversation ready to go executed. Mm -hmm. 
There was no following up. There was no email tag or anything like that. And that was tremendous mm -hmm. uh, for me to really advance those conversations without stealing any more time from me. Yeah. So I just wanted to give that to you, uh, Startup Nation, as a little hack or a next step after you start doing what Michael is uh, recommending for you. Yep. And, and that, that's right. whatever conversation you have, there needs to be a next. And the next step could just be, okay, cool, I'll put you on my email list and you'll hear about what happens as it happens. But you need to have some next step because there is no, okay, yeah, we'll be in touch later. There's no in touch later. The only reason you're in touch later is because it's 2016 and Calendly doesn't exist yet. But yeah. it's 2022 now. So, you know, it, if you want to talk to this person more, you book the call then. It, it's kind of like, Always. you know, in the, in the dating world, if you meet someone at a, you know, if you meet someone at a bar or whatever, you don't say, yeah, well, I'll call you later. If you like them, you book the next time you're going to see them. Otherwise, I'll call you. Sure. Will you? Will you not? Will you forget? Will you lose your number? I don't know. But if you say, hey, you want to get together on Friday? Well, now you know something's happening here. So that's, yeah, perfect. Like, that's yeah, excellent. Here's my card. Give me a call sometime. Yeah, sure. That'll yeah. happen. Sometime. And you know, I used to wait for people to keep their word. <laughs> and, and call me back. What a fool I was, right? Because people are busy and, and they have good intentions, but the world is filled with noise and distractions and they don't get back to you. So I realized that finally after a lot of frustration. And what I re, uh, really got and realized was that if I want to advance my business and my partnerships, I am responsible to create mm -hmm. the next mm -hmm. step with them. Not wait for them to suggest, hey, what do you want to do? What's the next step? How do we meet? Whatever. I took on the responsibility and I was like, okay, so uh, what do you want to do next? Like, uh, do you want to meet again? You know, what do you want to do? And I created that space in the conversation mm -hmm. for them to then execute it and we got it set up. Yeah. And once I started doing that, it was like 90%, you know, follow up rate. Yeah. Uh, and the great know. thing is then people perceive you as a leader. Exactly. Like, oh, wow. You're so organized and attentive and, and on top of things. And, and, and most of them aren't. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something else you, you mentioned that I wanted to, to touch on briefly um, about the abundance mindset. Um, you know, when you when you're saying you, know, you got to a place where you're more comfortable and, and more stable. And I'm reminded of one of the most impactful um, uh, Bible lessons that ever stuck with me. And I wish I could remember where it was from. I'm sure you know, um, but it's it's, it's from where, the Bible. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's somewhere between Genesis and Revelations. Um, no, I, I believe it's Sermon on the Mount, but it's where, where Jesus talks about, you know, the birds don't worry about how they'll be fed and the, the flowers don't worry about where they've got their clothes. And and so God's going to take care of you too. Because a lot of people are like, well, you know, my business isn't established. I don't have any clients. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I, I got to get these sales. And you do, but if you go into networking thinking you got to get sales, you're not going to get sales because people can smell that across the room. But if you go in saying, you know what? God's going to take care of me. If I do good things, if I follow the path, I'm going to be taken care of. I'm going to go into this meeting to help other people. I'm going to go in to solve their problems that I'll be taken care of. God's got my back. I'm not going to starve. And in all my years of running this business and all my trial tribulations, I've yet to be homeless or miss a meal because I couldn't afford it. Um, somehow, I don't know how the math has worked in any of these things, but somehow it's always worked. And but it's when you have that faith of, I'm not going to starve. I'm going to somehow make this work. Let me focus on helping other people. They get that. And then the mechanism is they feel reciprocity. You're just coming up helping them. You're not, you might not even be telling them what your business is. You're not telling them what you sell. You're not telling them who you need. And eventually they feel such a sense of reciprocity. 
They're like, please, please, Joe, what do you do? How can I help you? Who can I, you've done so much for me. What can I do for you? And the great thing is once you set it up well, I've, I've had people who in a conversation, they think I'm just helping them, but because I have affiliate arrangements and I have relationships and whatnot, I've, I've served three of my clients and I've gotten one affiliate commission all by helping them. And they're like, how can I help you? Like, you have no idea how much you've already helped me just letting me help you. That's a more advanced. But even at the earlier stages, when you're, you know, you're an insurance agent, you're a salesman, whatever, just going in to help people, they're now going to be more receptive to introducing you to referrals, to sharing advice, to sharing connections or whatever it is, because you gave first. All right, Startup Nation, we've been speaking with Michael Whitehouse. You can find him at guywhoknowsaguy.com. And he's been teaching us very strategic steps to take for you to become the local expert, the local networking connector in your community. So if that resonates with you, make sure you click replay on this and, and just rewind it and listen over and over again and take notes. Michael, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? Okay. Let's go. What's your favorite thing about owning your own business? Uh, the, the freedom and control. Okay. What's your least favorite thing? The uncertainty. Yeah, that comes with freedom and, and control. I'm going with the administration on that, <laughs> yeah. actually. Uh, I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently challenged by or struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? Uh, I have three great opportunities, but there's only one of me to pursue them. So not enough resources to pursue the opportunities presented. Well, I guess you got to prioritize, huh? What are you most afraid of? I'm most afraid of. Um, I'm not really afraid of anything at this point. That's one of the benefits of faith. <laughs> what did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business? Uh, that would depend on where we mark my first year of business. Um, but I. What did I you have... spend way too much time doing your first year of networking? Uh, but I, I have spent a lot of time kind of dipping shallowly into things instead of diving in fully and learning how to do it. I'd try this and I'd try that and have to do this and try that. Mm. Instead of sitting down and having a steak and potato dinner, you're doing the picking at the buffet, right? Yeah. yeah. Just pick, pick, pick. Grabbing what secret, yeah. <laughs> what secret fear do you have about people? Uh, I guess the, the, the Davis would be that they are, they are trying to manipulate me or worse yet that they're trying to manipulate through me and that they will mistreat the people I introduce them to. Mm, I get that. That's a real concern. Although what it very rarely happens. I'm glad to say. Well, that's good. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Um, to focus on the bottom line that uh, there can be no success without revenues because okay. the best business in the world, if you got no money, ain't no business no more. Got it. What's a new habit you're going to create this year? A uh, new habit I'm working to create this year is dedicating more time to uh, education and that deep work, that thing that I said I keep not doing. <laughs> Focusing on one thing and really driving into it. And what's a bad habit you're going to break? Hmm. 
bad habit. I've, I've broken so many already. <laughs> there's not many left. Do I have to break any more? I'm sure there's more. Uh, it's it definitely working on getting more um, discipline towards uh, exercise and okay and health yeah, around my schedule. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Um, connector, abundance-minded. That's hyphenated. one word. And... Uh, event running guy <laughs> event <laughs> organizer got it yeah. pick three words to describe who you were your first year in networking uh, giving insecure and unfocused yeah got it and last question if you could come back to life after you died look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about real success. What would you say to them? The most valuable resource that you'll ever have is the people around you and how they're willing to help you. Got it. So the relationships, it's all about the relationships, people. All right, Michael, this is a time in the show where you get to give Startup Nation, my audience, a homework assignment for this week. What's one action step they must take this week in order to grow their networks? I would say uh, choose the, the smartest people you know, the most successful people you know, the people who are like, they don't want to give me advice. Why would they give me advice? Reach out to them and ask them for advice. Uh, tell them you, you really appreciate, you, know, you, you respect what they do. Uh, you respect their knowledge and their experience, and you'd love to get on a call, coffee, whatever, and get the benefit of their knowledge. And you will be amazed how many people will say, yeah, sure, I will share my advice with you for free. And then the power of what they're going to teach you. Awesome. Can I do a little thing here? I just came across something Calendly, right? And mm -hmm. I use their service and they just sent out updates, right, of their, their services. And one of the things they put in there... Uh, is to, hey, consider business owners, coaches, consider charging people, charging a small nominal fee for people to get on a call with you and pick your brain. Mm. I remember that in networking. I used to hate it. As I became a little more successful, people were like, hey, can I meet with you? I just want to pick your brain about some stuff. And, and I remember that just like it was nails on a chalkboard every time I heard pick your brain. And I think it's such a cool uh, opportunity for you if you're if you have expertise in anything, Startup Nation, and mm -hmm. people want to meet with you and pick your brain, then like grab a Calendly link or some other platform where you can charge, right, for that time. So hey, yeah, absolutely, I'll give you 15 minutes of my time. Here's the link. And there Don't is tell a, there's them you're charging. That. Yeah. Don't tell them you're charging. When they go there, they're gonna see. Oh, it's. $20 for 15 minutes of your time, or it's $100 for 50. Now they're going to really consider, do I really want this expertise? Mm -hmm. And the, and your value has also yeah. increased in but their the, eyes. There's actually a new app called OWL, O-W-W-L-L, um, which is specifically because the, the founder had that exact challenge that you did, that he was a financial advisor. People kept coming from for free advice, and then he wouldn't make anything from it. He didn't mind giving the advice, but mm -hmm. he's like, dude, well, I spent an hour with you. Uh, and so it lets you charge for 10 minute segments of time. So people can hop on a call and they just go on the platform and they're like, I'm looking for a networking coach and boop, I'll give you 10, 10 bucks for 10 minutes. They can ask a question or two 
Um, and so it's designed for exactly that. But also, I love what you're saying. The idea of if you have a lot of people hitting up for free advice, Calendly, as you said, you can charge 20 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever you want for whatever period of time. And, and you can be like, yeah, one-off advice session, no commitment. You give me money, I give you advice. I think it's a great idea. I love it. Awesome. Okay, Startup Nation, if you enjoy this show and you enjoyed Michael's interview, go to uh, first100k.com, first100k.com, write an honest review or go to iTunes and do it there. Uh, if we like what you write, um, we may share you know, your testimony on, live on the show, get, do a nice shout out across the world to you, go you. Uh, Michael, what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you? Uh, the best way, if you go to guywhoknowsaguy.com, there's a button there. If you're interested in learning from me, there's a button to, to get on my calendar. Uh, there's also, uh, you can get a free copy of my audiobook at that website. If you just put your email address in there at the top, you'll get access to my audiobook, The Guy Who Knows a Guy, read by the author himself. So if you enjoy my voice, you can get more of it. And if not, there's a PDF version. You can read it in your own voice. You kind of have a radio voice. It's pretty good. Yeah, I got a face for radio. Uh, a voice. Voice for radio. You do have the face, though, as well. <laughs> All right. Michael, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, sir. Thank you. You as well. Are you a dad over 40? Are you overeating, overdrinking, or failing your family? Brother, if you're overweight, watching porn, or drinking more than once a week, then listen up. If you're struggling in your marriage or finances, you've lost your power as a man. What's even worse is that other men can smell weakness on you. When a man lacks confidence, he stinks of weakness. People could smell it on him a mile away. People and opportunities will avoid him because he's carrying a deadly disease called powerlessness. Remember back when you used to feel invincible, you were in your power, when you were unstoppable, back when you were the man? But how do you feel now, brother? Are you tired all the time, unmotivated, stressed, worried about the future? So what the heck changed? What happened to you? I'll tell you, you became undisciplined. You've been slipping for years, haven't you? You eat like crap, you half-ass your workouts, your health is slipping, your finances are slipping, your marriage is slipping, your parenting is slipping, your confidence is slipping. A pile of slips leads men to a big fall. How do I know? Because I'm you, brother. You are me, I am you. Brother, you're out of power. I'm in my power. Let me help you get your power back. Apply for our shredded father's brotherhood where husbands, dads, and businessmen over age 40 are getting shredded and staying ripped for life. Go to shreddedfathers.com. Limited spots are available. Brother, your wife and kids are waiting for you to step up and lead them. Brother, wake up. Move.